Good afternoon, everyone. It's Friday afternoon, October 29th, uh, and we have some really exciting stuff to talk about. We have the second Nor'easter, which is taking place here on the East Coast for this afternoon, and really, I think it's the low-pressure system that's going to be developing tomorrow off the North Carolina coast. That one is going to really pick up in intensity. That one's not able to really become that strong today as the as they usually do, usually the secondary areas of low pressure, which develop close to the primary area of low pressure, strengthen quite rapidly. But in this case, the primary low pressure is just too strong, and it's going to take a little while before the secondary low pressure system starts to develop. In any case, there's going to be lots of rain and flooding rains along with lots of floatal uh, Lots of coastal flooding as well and high wind watches and wind advisories, in effect, for places along the coast for today. This is also because of a buildup of what's been going on over the past week, really, even though this nor'easter is not as strong as the one in earlier this week was. But nonetheless, it is a major event. No snow, of course, is forecasted with this one. There is just not enough cold air. Should this be a system that would be taking place in the winter, this would be a monster snowstorm without a doubt. This system pulls out the sea into the mid-Atlantic area, and unbelievably so, the New York Times tells us that this storm system has a chance of getting a a named tropical storm. How does that make sense? I don't know. We're nowhere near the tropics, but somehow it's doing it. I don't know how. The, the, you know, the storm systems in the North Pacific, those bombs, they never get any names. They have no names at all. The on, only names you ever hear about are those names to the winter storms that the Weather Channel, they have their own names. But I don't know how this system could possibly be getting a name when it's so far north. But uh, the New York Times mentioned it. I, I don't know if they're, they're right or not. But that's something which is certainly noteworthy to put in over here. We have here in the Midwest, we have a cold air, cooler air that's going to be filtering in behind the storm system. But behind the cool air, we have a big warm-up taking place. And this is really impossible not to notice when you look at the weather map today. Impossible not to notice the 60s and 70s all over the Rockies. And that's in, uh, that is re- reflective of a, another powerhouse storm that's moving into the Northwest Pacific that transports lots of southerly winds and warm air out ahead of it. So we have all of that warm air. Those storms are going to continue to move on to the Pacific Northwest, and those storms are a result of uh, low-pressure impulses that are spinning off of a very intense area of low pressure that you could see on the weather map, which is remaining stationary somewhere in the northern Pacific. It looks to me like it's in the Gulf of Alaska, but uh, maybe it's not. That's what the weather map that I looked at, that's what it showed, a lot of spin over there. And there's little systems that are spinning off of that one, running into an atmospheric river, without a doubt, each one. And we have lots of precipitation. The radar picked up a lot of precipitation in the northwest today. Also, lots of precipitation taking place here in the Chicago area, here in the Midwest. And then the third area of precipitation that I remember seeing on this map was off on the East Coast. We have the main focus, I think, this week is going to be the arrival of what some are calling the first Arctic air mass of the season. Computer models do not know what to do with it, especially the second 
punch of cold there. We have a cold front that's going to be coming in on Sunday. Temperatures on Sunday for some of the cities are going to be warmer after the front moves through, such as in the city of St. Louis, than they were before. So Sunday's temperatures might even be warmer, low 60s. That might be the warmest day of the weekend for a city like St. Louis. Now, the reason for that is because there's a little bit of a lag between the time the timing of the front and the timing of when the actual cold air arrives. So the real cold air won't be coming in until Monday and in a certain way, Tuesday for people living on the Texas panhandle, like Amarillo, Texas, that city, you know, it goes up to 78 degrees on Sunday, highs in the 40s for Tuesday. You know, some of the weather maps actually showed Amarillo, Texas getting between three and four inches of snow Sunday night this week or or Sunday night, or perhaps it was Monday night for Amarillo, Texas. Other places in the Texas panhandle might be picking up seven inches of snow. And, you know, for me to start talking about snow, I just realized I skipped a step over here. And that's why people might be like wondering what, what in the world is he talking about? It's, is it snowing yet in Texas, in Texas, in Oklahoma, Nebraska? Well, here's the thing. Well, I don't know. Why should the air be so cold that it would snow all the way down south for that first front, you know? But the second front, I could certainly defend such a forecast. That second front, which comes in later in the week, that's a second punch. Meteorologists are taking the – we have different computer models. Some are saying – more moderate temperatures, and some are saying colder temperatures. But what some of the forecasters in St. Louis have done, they have pointed out that, listen, they say like this, we have a record-breaking ridge up in northwest Canada. That means the jet stream is going all the way up into northwest Canada, all the way up there, and then there's a trough down here, down here by the east coast by the East Coast, but it's not really by the East Coast. It actually is going to end up being the Gulf of Mexico in response to a strong storm system that's going to sit there forever in the Gulf of Mexico, right by Texas. In fact, it's going to be going this way and that way and backwards and forwards. Then, then a twin low-pressure system develops right next to it. Two strong low-pressure systems in, in Texas just constantly going this way and that way. Well, the low-pressure systems kind of bring the jet stream down. So the trough usually would take place on the East Coast, but this time it's going to eventually come over here into Texas. Now, what's happening here? So if you have, if the jet stream would not be going that far up north, then we would have just a mediocre Canadian air mass, a rinky-dink cold front, just something like that. Some air comes out of Canada and it cools us off. But the air over here can't, it cannot come out of Canada. This air cannot originate from Canada. It can't because that air has been blocked off. This has to be coming from the North Pole. It has to be coming from the North Pole or very close to the North Pole. I don't know what connection this has to the polar vortex. Uh, I, I really don't know. But in any case, it has to be coming from the North Pole. So the meteorologist said, you know, in St. Louis, they said, listen, I, usually it doesn't get this cold this time of the year. So we would ignore the computer models that are forecasting it to be so cold. But on the other hand, look at where this air is coming from. Look at, look at the weather map. Look what's going on. It's impossible not to ignore the colder temperatures. It's impossible not to ignore them. It's impossible to ignore them. I mean, 
impossible to ignore them. And if you look at the weather map, the weather map, without knowing the temperatures, it's a heart racing map. It's a map that, that like, wow, wow. It's the first, we're already transitioning into winter in the first week of November. This is classic snowstorm stuff. Arctic air is coming down south, deep low pressure developing over in the southern plains. Even better yet. It's in the Gulf of Mexico, the ultimate Gulf flow. Nothing could be better than the Gulf flow. Read the books on weather, about what they have to say about snowstorms. You know, the strongest snowstorms here in Chicago have all been panhandle hooks. They've all been panhandle hooks. What are panhandle hooks? They're low pressure systems. They develop on the Texas and the Southern Colorado area. Then they take a, de- a hook. They make like a hook. They deep, they, they lower themselves into Texas before they move back up Northeast. And when they lower themselves into Texas a little bit onto the Texas panhandle, that's when they get copious amounts of Gulf moisture. They move northeast. Those are the classic storms. Those are the strong storms. Because there are so many of them, it happens to be that Chicago's strongest storms, the real blizzards, were all a result of that. But there's actually a, a storm which is even stronger than that. The only reason why we don't have any of those on the record books is because they are so rare. That is called the Gulf Low. Now, we had some Gulf flows last winter. In fact, I thought it was unusual that there were so many Gulf flows. Chicago didn't really get them, but they remained down in the south. You know, this has been going on for months already. Even in June, there was just these Gulf lows that just stayed around there. Last winter, if you remember, even before the polar vortex, there were snowstorms bombarding the state. There were snowstorms. Two feet of snow fell in January in, in the Rio Grande, the Big Bend area of Texas. Even How? I don't know how, because how can it go from... How could it be colder down there than it is? How could it be? It's not cold enough for snow above it, but uh, they, all the air comes from up north, but it is cold enough in Texas. There's answers to that. There's something called dynamic cooling. There's evaporative cooling. So it is possible to get, when if you have heavier precipitation rates in a storm, then that area might be falling as snow and you have lighter precipitation rates here in Chicago. Even if in a certain way the temperatures are cooler here in Chicago, the precipitation might be falling as rain here and might be falling as snow down there. That was a little bit of a side point. But getting back to I don't even know what uh, we were saying over here, um, getting back to the – okay, I don't know what we were saying, but we were talking about something – about an Arctic, the air has to come from the North Pole. It's going to come down south, and we are now in a transitioning phase. We're transitioning into winter. That's what we're doing right now. And that adds a, a, a certain level of complexity to the whole situation because it's very hard to read the models, to know the forecast, to make a forecast with accuracy during a transitioning period because each season the computer models tend to not be accurate, but they're not accurate in, on consistently in the same way. Like one year, they're always two inches too high in the snowfall, or they're always two inches too low, or they are always this or always that. But we're in a transitioning phase, so we don't know what they are. That's one reason why 
the forecasts are going to be difficult this week. So even if the forecasts, the models are forecasting temperatures to be more moderate, but if you look at the weather map, the map itself is really more heart racing and it's more impressive than those those temperature than the numbers. The numbers just show highs in the 40s for here in Chicago, highs in the 40s for Amarillo, Texas. That's getting pretty way up there, but it's it, 40s, you know, it's only 40s. It's not really snow weather yet, but we are getting a weather pattern which is quite impressive. And if this would be January, we would really be feeling it and it would really be making headlines. We're getting away with it because it's only early November. So, uh, but it's something to keep an eye on. Maybe things will be more drastic than what currently is forecasted. Uh, what is something to keep an eye on is that we do have forecasters that are forecasting three to six inches of snow from North Plate, Nebraska this Sunday night into Monday morning. Scott's Bluff, uh, Alaska, probably not okay. Nebraska, Nebraska, about an inch of snow over there, and we uh, that's something to keep an eye on. And then perhaps later in the week there might be another system, but I think it's generally going to remain down south for us here in Chicago, and especially for Minneapolis. It's very simple. It's very simple. Just cold. We're just cold. I don't. I don't know about very cold. The air is coming from the coldest place on earth for the Northern Hemisphere. But that doesn't mean it's going to be very cold because the sun is still shining in Barrow, Alaska. If the sun's still shining in Barrow, Alaska, that means the, the, the freezer, the nation's freezer, the, the, the world's, the Northern Hemisphere's freezer is not on full blast yet. Granted, the North Pole has no sun. It's night 24-7. But Barrow, Alaska, which has been changed to a city that's no longer pronounceable, you can't pronounce it anymore. I don't know why they – anyways. But that city, it doesn't set until I believe December 11th. So we still have uh, ways to go before the air, the real cold air uh, really starts to build up. Nonetheless, there have been air masses in the first week of November that have popped up here, which have been produced overnight lows around 10 degrees, 5 to 10 degrees. It has happened before, such as in the year 1991, along with a couple inches of snow. There's plenty more to say, but I really um, – you could hear it on the previous podcast, which uh, if it's still on there. And other than that, I wish everybody a wonderful Chavez. For those of you that are living in cities like St. Louis that, where the weather's going to be warm – the, there's a number of forecasters that are telling people just enjoy, 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 enjoy the warm weather because indications are that at least for the next two weeks, we're not going to see anything like this. Temperatures in the 60s. For many cities, it's in the 60s. Amarillo, Texas, it's going to 70 tomorrow, 78 degrees on Sunday. These are, and I even read, I read in some place in Texas, that temperature, the Amarillo National Weather Service, there are places that might even be touching 80 degrees. And, you know, this is a city where there was a, uh, a meteorologist that pulled out the weather map showing over three inches of snow later on this week for Amarillo, Texas. The, many of the forecasts are not forecasting snow. They're forecasting it to remain all rain. Now, on the other hand, always know that we have seen domes of heat in the month of November. So for the first two weeks, it looks like it's cold, but what comes after that remains to be seen. Um, <clears throat> with that, everyone, I wish you a wonderful 
Shabbos and a wonderful week.